This episode of Engineering the Future is brought to you by National Bank, OSPI's official banking partner. National Bank's offer for engineers just got even better. Now with exclusive access to virtual healthcare advisory and legal assistance services provided by its official partners. Find out more at nbc.ca slash engineer. This podcast is brought to you by OSPI, the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers, the advocacy body for professional engineers and the engineering community in Ontario. Welcome to Engineering the Future, a podcast presented by the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers. I am your host, Jerome James. Today, I'm joined by Marilyn Powers, the president and chair of the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers. Marilyn, let's get right into it. Can you start by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Jerome. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. I, um, I'm going to give you a couple of sides. I'll give you personal side and a little bit of the, the typical resume that we always start with. Uh, I, I identify as cisgendered heterosexual female uh, by the pronouns she and her. I uh, am a mom of two kids uh, who are 19 and 21, so they're uh, on the, the launching side. It's very exciting. I uh, come from, a, many people will be walking or driving while listening to this podcast. I come from a long line of, of um, Anglo-Saxon farmers, so I'm, I'm, I'm white. So there uh, gives you a bit of a background as to where, I, where I've come from. I... Uh, Obviously, I'm an engineer, a mechanical engineer, a biomechanical engineer, a biomedical engineer. And I can say those because I have done the studying in that. I've also studied or worked in uh, German and in French. So uh, been that awkward person who didn't really know the language when I was in some of the meetings. Um, and it's really uh, brought a lot to me as a person to, to have had all those experiences in Canada. I've, I've worked as an engineer in Alberta and in Quebec and in Ontario. So um, been been around a, a bit there. Um, and now I lead a team of innovators at Mohawk College who design and use technology to uh, design great learning experiences for students. Excellent. It seems like you have a, a nice uh, breadth of interests and knowledge and experience. Why focus that experience into volunteering for the OSPI Board of Directors? And more importantly, can you expand on your interests and maybe vision as why you wanted to be president and chair in the first place? Yeah. So a lot of the reason that I ended up doing all of those things, uh, you know, going to Germany to study and and to work in, in French uh, within Quebec comes a lot from my, my desire to really take part in anything that interests me. Um, and so when I was first talking with somebody from OSPI, because when I moved back to Ontario, I didn't know what OSPI was. Um, this would be about 2014, 2015. And, and I met a board member from, from OSPI. And I remember having this conversation about uh, the profession and and how there seems to be a lack of representation about 
you know, the profession at the PEO and and how a lot of things are happening and there are great things in, in technology and, and yet engineers aren't talked about at all and wanting to kind of understand where where we were. And so I thought the best way to do that was to join OSPI because she, she talked about that being the place where I could come. And that's really what I found when I got to OSPI is uh, meeting a lot of fantastic people, uh, making connections across industries where people have the same industry in interests uh, in, let's say, data or, you know, technology uh, transformation, th- those kinds of things, but are coming to it from all different kinds of industries. So making those connections. Uh, and then, you know, I got very interested in, in what people were thinking uh, and, and saying, and, and I, you know, decided that joining the board would be one of the best ways to, to really get that, uh, that experiencing uh, experience. And of course, this year has been fantastic as vice chair. You are chair of the uh, board development and strategy uh, planning, and this was our strategic planning year. So it, uh, it felt like a good fit. Mm-hmm. And what do you see as a strategic vision uh, going forward for the year as holding the, the chair and uh, outward facing president of the organization? Yeah, so what I really aspire OSPI to, to do is to continue the work in EDI that they've been doing, and especially in inclusion. Um, and this is, this is something I strong, feel strongly about, is that we often talk about diversity and, and have for years talked about diversity as being getting diversity at the table, almost as if it's a, a numbers game. Like we need, we need to have, you know, diverse people. I mean, the research is there. We know we need to be diverse in order to have better outcomes, uh, to bring all the perspectives to the table, uh, figure out, you know, how to work together. But once we get people to the table, we haven't talked much about how do we communicate with people that have very different interpretations of things we say? How do we actually work together in that respect? So bringing that to the presidency as a big strategic vision for, for OSPI is, is something I feel strongly about. Oh, excellent. Uh, so in, let's pivot into the strategic plan that you, you mentioned. Yes, this was a year that um, every three years, OSPI renews uh, its strategic plan. Um, it was a, a really great opportunity for the board to get together and really brainstorm uh, the direction, the strategic direction uh, that we want to adhere to for the next three years. Um, and it's kind of boiled down into these pillars that we've we've agreed on and mm-hmm. that we have a, uh, like a, a strategic goal in mind uh, for each one of these pillars. Um, I'm going to read them here right now. The, the pillars are... Uh, engineers lead, engineers care, engineers grow, and engineers prosper. Can you tell us a little bit more about what these pillars actually mean as it relates to the new strategic plan? Right. So these pillars are really the core values uh, that after much consultation uh, from with members and looking out at the market that we've, we've landed on our core values for the engineering community. Now, of course, some of you will recognize that at least two of those are the same as were in the last strategic plan. 
The last strategic plan had engineers lead and engineers care. We've added two more pillars. We've added engineers grow and engineers prosper. And we added engineers grow. uh, Well, we add pillars whenever, uh, you know, this is why you look at strategic plans every three years is because the market and the dynamics of the world has changed and no one can uh, argue that that's true. This year we're heading, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're heading out of the pandemic and we're heading into a new world where um, we will be able to meet face-to-face more often. We will be able to, but we've already learned that a lot of the hybrid things that we were doing and 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 being able to reach people uh, through telecommunications has been fantastic for engagement. People have been able to join because it doesn't matter where you are, you you can join a lot of these activities. That's what's changing in, in our dynamic, but also um, the our regulator, the Professional Engineers of Ontario, has also uh, been pushing forward with their transformation. And they are now uh, mandating continuing professional development or CPD starting in January 2023. So we've, con- we've con- you know, continued to work on the strategic plan to make sure we realize those um, new dynamics. So let's start with engineers grow because that's the, the one that, that really applies for the continuing professional development. So as they bring it, as PEO brings that in, Although we don't know the details of what maybe that's going to look like, we do know that engineers are going to have to log and prove that they have done something to continually improve their professional life. So their career, whether it's technical, um, I've heard it's mostly technical, maybe they'll get some power skills in. We used to call those soft skills, but they're really not that soft. They're very powerful skills. Um, So more and more engineers are going to be looking for help in reaching those targets that they need to make. And OSPE has built out the Ontario Engineering Academy, and they've done a lot of partnering with leading uh, institutions, so educational institutions. They've partnered with associations, so some of these are technical associations, and some of them are learning and development organizations. And we've built out a platform that can manage uh, the distribution of this education called Learning Management System. And people can now come to OSPE and take a look at everything that's it's offered specifically for engineers. So leadership for engineers, uh, management for engineers, um, project management for em- engineers. We can really look at a, a lot of those, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, emotional intelligence, we have that specifically for engineers. So, so, really so what I'm hearing, right. So what I'm hearing is um, we are essentially a hub collecting opportunities to grow from established partners and not reinventing the wheel. Is that right? Exactly. So imagine that in the world before, if you were trying to find uh, some continuing education, you would go on to your local university, maybe the one you you attended, maybe the one that you live closer to now, and you would look for some courses. If you don't find what you're looking for, you go to another university or, or um, other institution and you, and you kind of look around. What OSPE is doing is putting that all in together. So you go to OSPE and you can find what you're looking for. Uh, and one of the great things is that this starts out to be part of your membership. 
um, so that you can really start exploring this uh, without having to um, outlay a lot of money. So that also is going to be uh, key as we start seeing how we're going to work with this continuing professional development. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. At OSPI, we're here for you, making sure government, media, and the public are listening to the voice of engineers. You can learn more at ospi.on.ca. Excellent. Uh, what about Lead, Care, Prosper? Yeah. So, the other colors? yeah. Yeah, let's go on to Engineers Care. Uh, this is very much around the equity, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, so we'll continue the work we're doing there. We're going to move into beyond uh, what I was just talking about, you know, of diversity. Let's start looking at uh, neurodiverse uh, people and how are they getting included in engineering and how, how, are, uh, how are they presenting? So we're, we're doing some work in that area. Um, we also have the engineering conference, right? That, uh, that started out as an EDI conference is now an engineering conference that's coming up in November. Um, so looking forward to that. And another, uh, area of that is that we want to make sure that we raise, uh, the level of awareness so that engineers, because engineers deeply care about how engineers are perceived. So, uh, working on how we create that awareness in, in the public about engineers, so that's engineers care. When we look at engineers lead, this is one of the core values of OSPI, advocacy. How do we give more of our members opportunities to lead in engineering, in getting technical expertise to into policies affecting governments uh, and their change, looking at um, the interconnectedness of, of many of the programs and how does what is an engineer's um, contri contribution to those? So we've seen some great advocacy uh, articles come out in the past year. And so that we will just continue and making sure that we give the opportunities to our members to have a chance to join task forces and, and write some of those papers for policy uh, right here at OSPI. And then the, the last pillar that we haven't covered yet, engineers prosper. This is new. Uh, and, a new, a new pillar. And really, when we went out and we talked to uh, members, I, I can't remember any conversation that ever happened where engineers weren't concerned about our scope of practice, um, the things that matter to our own pocketbooks. Uh, you know, are we, are we being paid uh, enough or uh, as much as other professions? There's always been questions like that. So we've dedicated a whole pillar to making sure we're looking at that. We're also looking at our benefits, making sure that we're able to give the members benefits that actually affect their pocketbook. Excellent, excellent. Um, what do you, how do you define success? Um, what would you say looking back after a year on the job, uh, you, you can sit back with uh, your head held high and saying that, I had a successful year as president and chair of OSPI. Yeah. Um, when I think about success, I think about getting feedback about, I, I didn't feel included so I, until I came to, to OSPI, getting, being able to hear that kind of thing. Really, it's, you know, if I want to talk about numbers, I'd like to see 
members join. So more members come because of what OSPI is offering, because that's, that is showing that we're actually giving value to, to our membership. So hearing, you know, personal accounts will make me feel great, but also I think I'll notice it was successful if not every conversation ends up being about how we, you know, how engineers are not uh, regarded as highly as doctors or lawyers in, in the public. So if, if I could have more conversations that weren't about that, then that would make me feel like we had some success as well. Excellent. Yes, it seems like every conversation when it comes to uh, board work or uh, conversations around OSPI and PEO is about uh, membership growth. How do you mm-hmm. think, uh, is, that, is there a, a magical uh, uh, acorn to crack in that regard? Or how, what would you say is the main pillar that focuses um, squarely on growing membership? Do they work in concert with each other? Is one more important than the other? Talk to me about growing membership of OSPI. Interesting. Um, that that it's it's there isn't one thing that's going to crack that acorn. That's for sure. Um, it's a hard one because there is some interconnectedness. The there's short term and long term. Short term, I think the pillar engineers grow uh, is going to bring people there if if they are the professional engineers. If they're not the professional engineers, then I think it's it's probably going to be more in the uh, engineers prosper. They'll join for short-term reasons. Short-term, I, I, I get something out of this right away. I think our engineers lead is definitely our long-term play. So our effect on policy and our ability to advocate on behalf of the engineering profession will create value for all of us but it's a, it, it takes longer to do that. That's not something that people are going to join short-term to and, and feel the difference of, unless they're one of the, the people who are an expert in, in something that the government's interested in at that moment. So if you're an expert in some area that affects climate change, then there might be a short-term play for you uh, in, in that. And when it comes to engineers' care, especially around... Uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion. I, I think that that is, is where people are going to, to feel the difference. So they might not join because of it, but they might join because it, it looks open or, or something. So I'm postulating a lot. They're all hypotheses that, uh, that I'm drawing upon. Some of the conversations I've had with people, I hope to have many, many more conversations over the coming year especially as we get back to face-to-face events. Excellent. I can't wait for that. I, I, I'm waiting to have more in-person mm. events, side conversations, uh, hospitality suites, the whole, the whole nine yards. Um, I had a question about um, the passing of institutional knowledge um, from one step mm-hmm. to another, from one presidency to the next. You're just coming out of, uh, of the vice chair role, mm-hmm. stepping into president and chair. Next year, you're going to be past chair. What is your responsibility with uh, 
passing on information that you've learned in the role to the next generation, the next team, um, supporting the next president. How does that, do you think that the system uh, is currently functioning for that uh, uh, transfer of knowledge or are there ways to improve that? So it, it definitely, there's a system there um, of, as vice chair, uh, one, you, you are asked to lead a, like the board development and strategic planning committee. Uh, you're asked to be on some other committees for continuity. So there is that learning curve when you're on those committees or chairing those committees uh, to learn some of the, the role of the chair of the board. Um, and when it comes to president, because to me, I, I think they're two different roles, right? Chair of the board is, is all about facilitating discussion and, and making sure we're making good decisions, whereas president is much more of a, how do you say that, the, the figurehead. So the, the person that's out speaking with uh, the members and with the public and advocating on behalf of the members. So almost two different, one is very outward facing and one is very much focused on, you know, is the team that's leading the, the, you know, the board is the whole board working together. Well, it's so the slightly two different, um, jobs there. So passing the torch, uh, of course, you know, going from vice chair to chair that, that is well-structured because of the committee meetings and the committees that you're in and you're running. Um, and the presidency, uh, so Mark Frain is, is our current president that's passing this over to me. And he started including me in December in many of his meetings so that I, I had a chance to observe what was going on. So um, it's, it's really there. And Ray Jean, of course, is, has also informed me of many things, as have other past presidents I've talked to. So it's a well-oiled machine is what you're saying. You know, I, I wouldn't even call it a machine. It's, it's all about personal relationships and developing those uh, and everybody wanting to make sure that everyone else is successful. So they're more than every, everybody has been more than willing to uh, chat with me, uh, give me advice, um, you know, tell me what, you know, what to watch out for uh, and, you know, and spur me on. So, uh, and cheer me on. So it's been, it's been good getting to this part. Excellent. Well, you're off the hot seat. That was my last question. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in to talk to me today about uh, the year ahead, as it were. And it sounds like you're excited to take on the role and, and make uh, the 2022-2023 uh, year a successful one. Thank you again. And uh, I hope that you have uh, a great year. Thank you, Jerome. It's been a pleasure chatting with you about this today. Uh, and I'm looking forward to meeting you more often in person and then many, many more people in person as we uh, come out of this pandemic and are able to connect again. Marilyn Powers is a professional engineer and currently the Director of Academic Technology Integration and Innovation at Mohawk College. She holds a master's and PhD in mechanical engineering from the University of Calgary. And as of today, she is also OSPE's new president and chair. I'm your host, Jerome James. Thanks for listening. 
From all of us at OSPI, the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers, thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.